All right. Welcome back. Hey, everyone. To another episode of Girls With Fun. Um, let's jump right into it. So <laughs> what's going on this week? Um, <laughs> basically, just Mott's one. Um, I'm sure there was other news, but for the sake of time, I'm basically going to just cover Mott's one. Um, or we're going to discuss it. So I feel like that's a safe move. I feel like anything that happened before this concert has already been, like, just totally wiped from my mind. Exactly. Like, other than them remaining at number two on Billboard, which, great. Um, I'm glad that, that, you know, that they're not, like, getting off of the charts. Like, they're still on top of the charts. Other than that, I'm like... What happened this week? It's been a blur. I just only remember waking up at 5 a.m. to watch this concert <laughs> on Saturday morning. Um, so, yeah, Mots, what happened this week? <laughs> this weekend, I should say. Two-day concert. Um, for us here on Eastern Standard Time, we had to wake up at 5 a.m. so we could watch some ads. And then the concert actually started at 6 a.m. And it ended around, what, 8.30? It was just after 8.30 because my mom came down and was like, did you get to go back to bed? And I'm like, it just ended. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did not get to go back to bed. So, yeah. I honestly, so I got the two-day passes for the weekend. I honestly think last night was worse trying like getting on at 2 a.m for a concert that starts at 3 a.m and then going until 5 30 at least for like the 5 to 6 to 8 31 like it's somewhat normal hours like it's not inconceivable that you would be awake catching a flight or going to work early or like something yeah like what are you actually doing most nights from 2 to 5 a.m like that is the (laughs) deepest REM cycle of your sleep that you could have and so like even though I was awake I like really want to watch the replay because like half of it I just like don't even remember like I was there I was awake but my eyes would not stop like streaming tears from trying to stay awake and like I was snoozing during the VCRs and like during their ending months, I just like passed out, right? Their voices are soothing. Let's be real. Sure. I know a little Korean, but I have no idea what they're saying. I mean, yes, there were subtitles, but like just listening to the soothing voices, I passed out and I woke up and it was, we are bulletproof, the eternal, and I'm like sobbing in the dark at like five in the morning. And yeah. Yeah. That's um, partially why I only picked one day because I knew there was just no way I was going to get up to watch a concert that early in the morning. Like I was having war flashbacks to Bong Bong Khan <laughs> when they were playing those videos on YouTube for like the longest time. I, I just knew it wasn't going to happen. Like <laughs> my sleep schedule was so off after that. I'm like, I'm not doing that to myself again. It was so, brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. And the thing is I had never done, I don't know if you have, I had never done going to like two concerts in the same weekend in person where you know if they do two shows in New Jersey for example you go to Friday and Saturday I had only ever chosen one so in my in my mind I was like you know this online one is affordable compared to the IRL concerts I'll go two back to back the set list is going to be different and honestly like yeah their outfits were different I think the encore was different um again I was like delusional but like there weren't substantial differences other than I would say like the encore and some slight outfit changes 
Yeah. Um, in the set list, only two songs were different. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, like, I watched it. I watched the day one, and then I watched the day one replay, which was, like, 10 to 12.30 or whatever. And then I had, like, a weird hour and a half, and the next one started. And I didn't notice any huge differences other than what you mentioned like yeah so you're a trooper I didn't even watch the replay like I actually I forgot about it so like you were up doing BTS this whole weekend I know I well I was joking with my mom that I'm getting like my full money's worth because I'm like watching the show watching the replay watching the second show and then hopefully watching the replay tonight but yeah it's okay but we don't have to talk about that what we do have to talk about is this Dionysus Trap remix and also <laughs> the um, orchestral version of Black Swan <laughs> and also we need to discuss um, No More Dream orchestra remix and uh, or violin version whatever you want to call it and also like whatever the F they are feeding the maize. like what happened <laughs> what happened it was like Jungkook came on day two it's like four in the morning and I'm like am I dissociating right now like is this <laughs> real like have I ascended to some other plane like yeah but what goes on I was not ready for leather cowboy jungle like I was like okay we're doing this it's like 6 a.m we're doing this all right let's go it's a ride I was, the first night, I was like this is far too sexual for this early in the morning and then I was, the second night I was like actually what just like, yeah Jimin ripping his white outfit off into like red I'm like whoa <laughs> and that like crotch grab I was like whoa <laughs> The, the contents of the song is not matching the choreography right now. <laughs> I know we talked about our funny tweets later, but it was like Jungkook talking about his like unconventional childhood and like finding himself while growing up as a celeb. And meanwhile, he's like acting like it's an actual baby making song. And I'm just like, what am I supposed to think? Like, I'm never going to be able to listen to this song ever again. Also, like filter, I'm just going to envision that forever on like three second loop i knew we would get like soul free jimin but i was not prepared for that <laughs> like i really wasn't you can't be prepared for like what he was doing like you just can't be i was yeah. expecting shenanigans like i was shook at the black swan like contemporary dance and then he comes on for a filter and i'm just like this is a different type of thing wow okay um Let's try and start back from the beginning. So, like, from the very beginning, they have the, like, whole on performance, which I didn't catch at first. But the, like, breakdown they did either in the beginning or the middle was the same performance they did on, like, I think it was, like, SBS Gaio, that one where they did, like, three different cameras because we were complaining about how the cameraman yeah. sucked at that Gaio. <laughs> I'm glad I was like okay this is definitely like a throwback to their angry choreo and that's like I think that might be one of my like favorite BTS performances of all time so obviously like 5am delirious me was not picking up on those performance cues so I did not notice that until after I got back on Twitter but oh I just love that like they were truly throwing it all the way back by like doing all of the like 
old songs going from like on to no and doing like no more dream and we are bulletproof like oh, i was just living oh, i just felt like i was like in 2014 again i was just so happy <laughs> it was so heartwarming because i was like they really know what army want right like they'll do something for tv but they haven't i mean army won it all okay first of all right but beyond that like they're they know kind of like their history and they're never gonna let you forget it and I just find that so, like, I don't know, yeah. valid, not validating, but just great. I have no yeah. words for this. I have four hours of sleep. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Please do not hold anything I say on this pod against me because I might not even remember it. I was looking at my tweets from this morning and, like, they all have typos and they all have, like, I said, like, the bus that Jin is driving in the No More Dream instead of the No More Dream music video. I'm just like, I hope people understand like, <laughs> what I'm trying to communicate because there's just words missing. Yeah, it's okay. My vocab is going to be very limited. I'm just going to be like, wow, great. <laughs> Does not compute. Yeah, I always say that whenever they do, like, their old stuff, like, it always... It's 10 times cooler now. Not that it wasn't cool when they were doing it then because it was awesome, but it feels more like authentic this time around. Like it's them, like, you know, and it's almost like they're making a statement. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like we're here. You're not going to like overlook us like you were doing back then. Like, hey, remember that really bad camera work you did back in 2014, 2015? Do you remember (laughs) that? Let me show you how this should have been done. (laughs) exactly um and of course i don't remember the entire set list because i didn't try and write it down i can pull it um, up i i was looking at them i'm offended that i can't remember them but i also don't expect anything else basically they did everything from mod 7 right except for they didn't do louder than bomb yeah don't talk to me about that (laughs) i thought for sure we were getting it in the night two encore I was like, okay, maybe it didn't make the main list, but we're definitely going to get it day two. Nope. Okay, so it was on... I know. We are Bulletproof Part 2. Intro Persona. Ooh, stop right there. (laughs) So, (laughs) Intro Persona, like, the music video has always kind of, like, terrified me with, like, those robots. And then that, like, giant version of him. Okay, so I was not ready when it, like, <laughs> giant, like, version of him came on the screen. Literally, I threw my laptop. I threw my laptop off of me and was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I screamed I that. Like, like, oh, he's here, too. Like, I definitely spoke out loud to myself, like, oh, there it is. <laughs> I like, 6 a.m. this morning, I was terrified. I was like, no, I was not <laughs> expecting that. I do have to say they're like um AR VR computer CGI words. Yeah. Whatever. That was, was like next were. level. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like thinking back on it, I'm like, wow, awesome. How they made him seem like larger than life on a stage. I don't know how they did that. Kudos to them, but boy did that scare the crap out of me. <laughs> it was so crazy. And then the mic's like on fire. What cracked me up is they like zoom in on the mic after you see the fire. Like, hey, did you know this is on fire? Like, did you catch that? And I'm like, yeah, I, I got it. Don't Just to make sure you know. Like, 
soon as he popped up, I like saluted. <laughs> I was like, President, here he goes. I was just like thinking about the UN and I was like, the debate that could have been. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, man. All I right, would literally next? like follow that man to the end of the earth, but you already know that about <laughs> me. So, yeah. And then it was followed by Boy in Love. Never gets old. Dionysus. <laughs> that remix. Like, I need the, like, link. Drop it. Don't put it on SoundCloud either. Like, I want to give you my money for that. Like, give me the remix. I need all these remixes. I saw this tweet that was like, if Big Hit doesn't release the Dionysus Trap remix, they're not the capitalist company I thought they were that puts <laughs> my money. And I was like, yeah. Why aren't they releasing these? Like, I'm still waiting on Yeah. Play, okay? Like... They just had that in the tuck and they just didn't release it. How many other like fire remixes do they just have on someone's laptop somewhere? <laughs> Makes me sick. This is where like I try to like for legal reasons, this is a joke. This is where I try to like bust into like big hit entertainment just to get the tra- the laptop and then blame <laughs> like, it on JTBC. <laughs> yeah, like the JTBC report. Maybe that's what they were trying to do. They were like, enough. The people have demanded justice. We want dang on Spotify. Yeah. That's why JTBC was in that building. Uh, all right. And then there was Interlude Shadow. Okay. Oh. performing that live. First of all, the production, the like, people touching him through the screens. Someone poked Yugi in the eye. And then I yeah. noticed on day two, they were all like crouching and lower down. And I was like, yeah, he was like, no, F that. It was getting a little too real. It's like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> That performance, I think that was my favorite part of the show. Um, Going from, like, Interlude Shadow, first of all, like, that song is just so, like, real and raw. The way he performs it is just so... I don't even have words. Like, it's just mesmerizing, right? And then that clean transition into Black Swan, like, if I could have screamed, I would have screamed. It was just perfect. And then right after that, you go into gym and doing this like contemporary dance of like I don't know was it the Blackstrong Orchestra mix? Yeah, it was just perfect. I'm like I could watch gym and dance all day long. Not that that would be fun for him, but like just a video like on loop of him just like dancing. Uh I literally showed dope. my mom and dad Jimin's like contemporary dance routine on our like big TV. So I was like, nope, someone has to see this. And you guys are today's lucky winners that get to yeah. watch this on repeat. Like, it's how like, did you move like that? I'm in awe of him when I think about... Okay, first, <laughs> welcome to my TED Talk about Jimin. So long before <laughs> I was double biased, Jimin was my bias, right? You caught my eye in the Save Me video. You already know all of this. I'm just giving our listeners some recap. But in 2020, Yoongi has been trying really, really hard. He's, like, high every day. And I'm like, sir, can we not do this today? But, like, when I see Jimin dance, there's, like, no way he'll never not be my bias. Like, he's insane. And, like, his control and his expression and the fact that he learned this all till he was, you know, 15, 16 whatever age he was when he joined Big Hit, that he could get to that level of dance in one style of dance and then, like, transition to something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think someone could say the same about Hobie, right? Going from his, like, underground dance crew to them, like, working with 
big hit in BTS and learning how to rap and, you know, helping with all their choreos. But, like, it's just, it blows my mind. It really does. And the fact that Jimin himself said that when he was auditioning, he only had one offer and it was from Big Hit. I don't know if you remember that. It was like really yeah. awkward and kind of like a sad revelation. For Jimin, like what were these other companies thinking? Like you see him and he's magnetic. How how could people not see that? Yeah. And then I read that the performance was pretty much freestyle. Like some of the moves were basically the same, but he kind of like freestyled most of that. So that just makes me love it even more. Like, he's just a brilliant dancer. And I wish we would get to see it more. Like, obviously, I know that that's not the style of dance that BTS does. But yeah, I would love to be able to see him, like, dance more. Because he's, like, a phenomenal dancer. Like, you have to see it. Like, even if you're not a fan, it's something that you have to watch. I'm, it's I don't breathtaking. Even, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know nothing about contemporary dance. But that man is insane. Right. And, like, even the whole setup they had with the lights on his feet as he moved. Yeah. And, like, that's how good he is. Forever. Like, I will forget my own name. I will be 95 years old, and I won't know who I am, but I'll be, like, Jim and Black Swan. Or <laughs> and then people at the nursing home will be like, all right, whatever you say. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how good he is. Like, you don't have to know anything about dance, but you can watch him and know that, okay, this guy is, like, serious. <laughs> like, like, this guy is a phenomenal dancer. <sighs> all right yeah. what was next on the set list <laughs> i'm excited to tell you this it was ug boxing wrestler ug how do you come off of dim and dancing and then go into that <laughs> i know i don't i really don't get it unless they just had like a bang in vcr to like transition the energy but welcome uh, to big hit in 2020 i i think that was the second time that i scream and i'm like i gotta stop or i'm gonna actually wake up my mom in the next room <laughs> I was not prepared. Um, it was literally on fire. <laughs> like the, the entire stage was on fire, as well as the performance. Um, can we talk about the aggression that, like, I knew you we were going to take it there. I was like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, first of all, it's like not looking a little fair, because no offense, but like Namjoon's like <laughs> kind of towering over him. He's also like completely buff these days. And I'm like, like, why is he so aggressive? Like, he was, like, coming at you. (laughs) I'm like, yo. (laughs) I retweeted this thing where it was, like, Yoongi. Okay, so, like, Namjoon, like, pushes into Yoongi, like, three times. And he steps back three times. And then on the third time, he's finally, like, back it up. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, all right, this guy's a little too much into this performance. And then I was pondering, I was like, how much of this is, you know, choreo? And how much of this is like, hey, man, pay attention. <laughs> like, you need to, like, bring it down five notches. Yeah. But also, here's what I thought you were going to talk about. It's like, Namjoon and Yoongi rapping and chilling. And then, like, Hobie just emerges and is bringing the energy. His hood is up. He kind of scared me a little bit, which is something I never thought I would say about J-Hope. But, like... Yeah, I would not cross a J-Hope came in with those boxing gloves, and it was like the atmosphere shifted. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. But, like, (laughs) his verse on that song is just absolutely insane. They went off. Like, (laughs) I just love that song so much. 
I was like, all right, they're about to actually like kick some stuff down. Like I was like, they're about to kick me down through this computer screen. <laughs> like I, I could feel. I think it. they were trying to kick down solo stands, honestly, because yeah. I read this interpretation where like the people in the cages in the back, they all had like a banner that only had one member's name on it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a call out for trolls on the internet or whatever. So, yeah, I was just like, whew, if that's what the solo stands have coming, <laughs> I wouldn't want to fight that rap line, but that's on you. You're on your own. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> they will literally do a one hit KO with those sparkly boxing gloves. It was like, I didn't even remember. So I remember that Hobie had his on. But I didn't remember if Yoongi and Namjoon had them. And then Namjoon came out with his, like, black sparkly ones on for day two. And it was, like, 4 a.m. also. And I'm just, like, probably 3 a.m. I'm, like, what? Did he have these yesterday? Just. You gotta he keep it PG-13 out. on this pod. But I was, like, where did these come from? What is this? He came out in that cheetah print robe. And I was, like, oh, it's really over. <laughs> I was, like. He's not playing games. I'm surprised people didn't text me like, are you alive? I was probably just like button smashing on Twitter too much. All right, next. Wild. And then we transition from that to like zero o'clock. And once again, someone was like, this song has like Jame Vu energy, but then like the dimple body rolls. And it was like, who took this song? It was like, you know what, Choreo? This needs more body rolls. <laughs> uh, and Zero O'Clock is like my favorite songs off Mod 7. So having them back to back, I was like, this is perfect right now. <laughs> like, this is everything I needed. I love Zero O'Clock so much. Like, the, <laughs> I'm like watching the clock in the background. It's like trying to speed up to get to zero every time they say Zero O'Clock. <laughs> like, I trying do not know if you ever had that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, fantastic performance like they look great i wasn't ready for them to have choreo for it so when they did have some i was blown away like i just love that song i won't sit here and like go into detail but because we already did that once um (laughs) zero o'clock fantastic song whenever i'm down i'm like this song is it so i was definitely happy to see that it made the set list um and then what was after that that's when they started doing the Mockday line solos, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what was after it. My big sigh. My time. Mr. All right. John- uh, yeah, I think we covered this already. <laughs> so we don't have to say that, like, I'm willing to say on the record. Just, like, after the first night, I was like, this choreo, wow. And then he came out the second night with his shirt almost completely unbuttoned. Like, red suit, head to toe. There's nothing I can say on the record about this. Okay, just... Yeah, no. You can just tell how much, like... like, I want to become sexier. It's like, congrats. You once again more than exceeded your role. Like... Yeah. You can tell how, like, passionate he is about this song, though. Like, you can see it in his performance. Like, I don't know. The way he was saying the moves and the way he was saying it, it was just, like... I don't know. Just, like, really good energy. It was excellent. Other than the body rolls, like, <laughs> the performance itself was great. I think this man actually has perfect pitch. I do. I had heard, like, that he did. I don't know from where or verified. I've never heard him miss a note. 
ever. Yeah, I wouldn't like, be surprised. He sounds like the CD constantly. Benjamin was next, right? Yeah, with Filter. Again, we kind of already discussed this in the beginning. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> like, Again, it's a song that's kind of sad or, like, introspective or, like, like, who can I be that you want type of thing. And mm-hmm. it's just, again, the choreo. I'm still I, trying to figure out how he changed from that white outfit to the red one. Yeah. It didn't look like he had on any other outfit underneath that white one. So I'm really I'm trying to figure out how like they did it. like a hawk the second night, too. Because he changed into, like, the same suit, but more purple. I was watching, like, a hawk trying to see, and I still have no idea. Because it wasn't that much time. No one can mess up, or you're going to be, like, half-dressed on stage. Like, yeah. if your shirt gets stuck on your mic or your hair, like, you're done. Yeah. I don't know how they did that. Especially since they were saying it was live. Like, I'm like, was this part pre-recorded? I don't know how it worked. Yeah. I was assuming it was, honestly, the first night. I was like, how could this work? Yeah. But. I don't know. Um, and then. It was Moon. Moon was next. Okay. I'm obsessed with Moon. I think it's my favorite Jin solo track. I will listen to it just on loop for hours. And his theme and everything was just yeah i saw on twitter that it was based off of a book was it the little prince Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i have not read that book so i did not catch the like (laughs) i did not catch the uh references i actually didn't either i have not read that book i will as a army that loves to read i will admit this shortcoming (laughs) yeah so i thought it was cool though um, I was like, why do they have Fox Max on? Like, I was just not catching <laughs> what was going on here. But the stage was, like, pretty cool. And him, like, jumping up and kissing the earth after. And the second so night, cool. it was a little lower down, and he gave it a hug. And I was like, Jen, you're killing me. What is I this? know. I'm like, this song is just perfect. And then we got Tay um, doing his stage. And that song, like, the, the stage was just adorable. Like, yeah. the little kid coming out that, like, is dressed like him. Adorable. It was just funny, because that kid, like, the first night, take up being, like, smile. And the kid was, like, smiling the first night. <laughs> but the second night, I feel like, I don't know if he was over it, or if he was just, like, confused by everything. Because he looked really young, right? <laughs> he's just, like, a really, in my eyes, like, stiff smile. Where I was it's like gonna, you're kind of scared and nervous, but you're gonna smile through it anyway. <laughs> I was gonna save it for one of my funny tweets, but I saw someone tweeting like that baby has no idea what's going on, like <laughs> just sitting up there, like in his own little world. Like I was like, okay, <laughs> what's going on here? The whole time, like me being me, and I guess like somewhat disaster prone, I was like, this kid better not fall off this like <laughs> I'm gonna be one of those moms like hang on tight baby (laughs) yeah just really overprotective because I'm like this kid is gonna fall off and he did not so circling back to the list uh then we had outro ego anyway um yeah with ego I was not prepared I'm like oh my god that means this is almost over 
obviously I wasn't ready for an encore that was going to be like six or seven more songs. I thought it was really going to like kind of end after Ego, maybe two more songs after. But anyway, I was not prepared because um, I know that Ego means outro and that means the end. So I was like, oh, this is actually ending. Um, but I love Ego. Like the energy that he brings on that song is just fantastic. I feel like Honestly, only Obi could make that dance look good. That choreo, I was like, if I was trying to do that choreo, I would look like an idiot. It was so him. Like, it was just perfect. Honestly, I was really looking forward to seeing this concert in person because even though Ego's like a happy song, I don't know, for me, it feels like a release. So I was, in a weird way, was looking forward to going to the concert and just hearing us like all chanting like that end part of like map of the soul map of the all I was just so looking forward to that and just like kind of like bawling my eyes out and just feeling like super free and I didn't get that opportunity because I had like no tears to produce because it was 5 a.m and I was dried up like I could not cry (laughs) even if I wanted to (laughs) my eyes were on fire so Oh, I was just really disappointed in that, but the performance was great. Like, I really can't complain. Um, the fact that we even get to like watch them online and do this is amazing. Yeah. If it was 20 years ago, this would not be a thing. I don't know how... Because I didn't feel this way about Bong Bong Khan the live, but this genuinely felt like a real concert experience to me. Like, yeah, I was in yoga pants, but I was like, okay, what shirt will I wear? Or, okay, like, last night I did some makeup. Like, when am I doing makeup at three in the morning? Literally never. No one saw that. <laughs> but it was just, like, the excitement and the energy. And, like, I took my army bomb out of storage. It was just, it was, somehow they made it, like, a true concert experience. Of course, it would have been better in person. But, like, barring that, they did, like, everything they possibly could to replicate that yeah so anyway we then had boy with love it was the like umbrella version again um then they did dna i don't remember did the elevator start before dna or after dna the elevator like their audio visual thing was like they were moving through different stages in the elevator that was, I thought, I, thought was I know it was during, dope, but was it like yeah. part of DNA too or no? I thought it was just during dope. Oh, okay. So anyway, there was DNA, then there was dope. The elevator thing blew my mind. And then oh my gosh, no more dream orchestral version. Fantastic. <laughs> Once again, like as a JTBC imposter, I'm fictionally going to run into <laughs> big hit and be like give me this like version yeah if we all get together and we mass demand the link they might release it listen the what if we chart it the survey what if we chart it come on <laughs> let us do it you know we'll do it <laughs> drop it the next time after you know how they like did a survey for school love affairs special edition about like what do you want us to release we're all just gonna be like <laughs> The concert packing tracks. Like, exactly. Please. (laughs) 
Yeah, that one I just I couldn't look away and like Tay still know how knows how to do the like throw the glasses thing. And then the first night, um they did butterfly run and dynamite as part of the encore. And then ended with We Are Bulletproof the Eternal. And then the second night I found the list. It was Spring Day and Idol. And then Dynamite. And then We Are Bulletproof the Eternal. So it was Butterfly was swapped with Spring Day. And then Run was swapped with Idol. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have any like particular thoughts on those. Yeah. I can't think of anything else to like comment on in particular about those. I just think it's funny. Like they always look so cute during their encores and their merch. So first of all, I was like, maybe I will get a Map of the Soul 1 sweatshirt and then I went and it's like sold out and I'm like uh, okay <laughs> I paused for like a week because <laughs> I was looking at it before but like they're expensive and I was like no I'm good and then like of yeah. course seeing Namjoon wear it I'm like well maybe I could buy one maybe at the pop-up store that they're doing yeah. you see maybe. that maybe maybe they'll have it there but where they'll no, restock so like comfy and cute Tay with that bandana on his arm though I was like, I am distracted. <laughs> and then he did it the second night. And then the second night, Namjoon was wearing, like, the khakis. He and Tay were matching the, like, t-shirt and khakis combo. And I was like, this, at 5 a.m., like, I'm... Okay. Namjoon and khakis goes, like, hand in hand. <laughs> the ending mints were very sweet. I mean, I didn't, like, really watch the, like, things that I saw on Twitter for night two, but the day one ending mids really touched me. Um, like, especially Namjoon saying that, like, you know, like, we'll find a way, and, like, if we don't, then we'll basically build our own, we'll create our own map, we'll map our own way. I'm like, oh, why is he so good with words, man, this guy? <laughs> I wish I had that man's confidence. I'm like, yes, but he, my brain is like, yes, but here are the are all the obstacles for us making our own way. I just, yeah. like, love his mindset. Then it's, like, same thing happened to them, though. All the obstacles they had to face, and they made their own way. So. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in awe. Um, and then what? After that was... Was it We Are Bulletproof the Eternal after the ending yeah. mix? Jim and crying the first night? Oh, my goodness. Oh, wait. Yeah, my let's go back to that. And she was like, is he okay? And I was like, that is a good question because he lives for performances and he misses us so much. I said this before, I think to you, maybe even on the pod and definitely on Twitter, but like we see them all the time. Like In the Soup just ended this week. Like we can go back and watch run episodes. We can feel connected when things are tough, but like how do they see us? Like they don't. I know. Like as soon as... Hobie finished talking and I saw that camera pan on Jim and I was like he better not cry I could just tell the way he was rubbing his forehead I was like this guy's gonna cry do not cry do not cry and then he started crying I'm like oh please don't hit me in the field so early in the morning oh I just feel so bad like I can't imagine what it's like like you know having a profession that basically like it's in your job to like be like seeing people and like connecting with them. Like that's probably 
the best part of the job. Like there's probably so much that comes with being um, a performer that probably can be seen as like awful, you know, but like the best thing is probably being able to like see and communicate with the fans. I think it was the first night. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure I was unconscious for the second night. So I'm assuming it was the first night. Um, But he said something along the lines of like, with Dynamite coming out, we've been doing a lot of promotions and like a lot of these online performances just feel like online promotions and performances and not concerts. And this was like a great experience to feel like it was like truly a concert. So yeah. I can't imagine spending like a year of my life on the road and then like getting ready to do it again. It gets like completely ripped from you. Like, yeah, that's like one of the worst feelings for me. Like I hate when my plans change. That sounds awful. But like when you're looking for some forward to something like a lot yeah, and you're like getting ready for it. And then at the last minute it gets ripped from you. It's like the worst feeling. So yeah. And honestly, like, I'm sure a year of international travel is, like, insanely difficult, and there's a lot of fatigue that comes with being on the road for so long, but one of my friends has a job where, like, she's on the road a lot, and that has stopped because of COVID, and, like, she was saying how, like, she organized her life and her routines around that, like, for her, that's normal, and so to not have that normalcy, you know, is, like... right very jarring so I'm sure they're used to traveling and being up at every possible hour for every different time zone right but yeah that's tough it's very unfair it is unfair I know people were like debating Jimin's comments which I won't really get into that but it's just like it it is it is unfair because he has done nothing wrong BTS has done nothing wrong army have done nothing wrong it's all like these externally driven things what's annoying is that when anyone has any kind of like um like sad or regretful feelings about something and they're doing better off than other people experience the same things that people try to like trivialize the situation and make it seem like well what are you sad about like you have it better than like so many other people so many other people that have it worse than you like, we can feel bad about things, even though other people have it worse than you. Like, it, you you can do both at the same time. Like, it's it's awful for all. Yeah. <sighs> so unfortunate. And it's also going to bottle that up isn't really helpful. Yeah, it's not healthy. It's very, it's hard to, like, admit to yourself that you're in a negative headspace if you're constantly, like, oh, well, you know, someone out there has it worse than me. Well, that's undoubtedly true. Right. That doesn't mean you're not struggling. Exactly. So, yeah. But I personally appreciated his honesty. I like that they feel they can share things like that with us. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't agree, right? I think there were there were people... This is a different conversation, and I'm sure we're, like, <laughs> quickly coming up on time. But... um. There were people, like, mad about Jungkook cursing when Savage Love came out. And there were people, like, saying that he's being controlled by Big Hit to, like, be sexual or something. I don't know. First what? of all, I don't think anyone tells them what to do at this point in the game. Um, 
like people might have input, but they can ultimately mix whatever, you know, or change it however they want. But like, we don't control them. You might not like everything they have to say, but that's part of like respecting them. Like getting back to the point of Jim and at hand, like respecting their autonomy as individuals to say what they want. But maybe that's my Western mindset individual autonomy but I don't think you should get mad at him for being honest about his true feelings in a difficult year yeah I mean it's unfortunate because people will ask for them to be honest and to share things with us and then when they do they complain about it so it's like what do you want what's the middle ground here you know yeah well I mean there's a thing called like toxic positivity too right and I like is that what people want you want him to pretend to be happy all the time yeah. So I don't and know. I'm certain there's a degree to which they share things with us. Like, I imagine if they actually share all of their feelings and thoughts, <laughs> then people really would have something to say. So, like, can we value the small amount of things that they do share with us? The, the, like, the small amount of vulnerable moments that they actually have with us? Like, can we appreciate it for a second without having to immediately come and try to tear them down and paint them out to be this villain? Like, the nasty things I saw on Twitter from like other fandoms about that was just so gross. Ugh. Yeah. First of all, mind your business. Uh, we're over here having our army thing this weekend. Get off. Anyway. Yeah. Next. <laughs> we are bulletproof the eternal. Um. Sad. Like I was like waiting on it. I'm like, okay. I know they're going to do this song. There's no way they're not going to do it. And then, of course, they do it, like, at the end. Wait, they did Dynamite first before that, right? Yeah. Okay, they did Dynamite, and then we we are bulletproof. I don't know if we need to discuss Dynamite, like, anymore, because we've been discussing Dynamite for, like, two months now. So yeah. it's just as good as it was before then as it is now. Um, But this is our first time hearing We Are Bulletproof the Eternal, so... What a ride that was. Like, emotional roller coaster. Couldn't produce any tears like I wanted to, but I could, you know. <laughs> I definitely felt that burning feeling, that, like, yeah. in my nose and the feeling in my eyes. Yeah. That I didn't actually it, was, it was coming, but I had no water in my body. I was so dehydrated. <laughs> I had nothing to spare. <laughs> There was in a different situation, I definitely would have shed some tears because it was very touching. And then I know, I'm like, gonna be sobbing like a baby whenever we're finally like I'm gonna say reunited because it sounds melodramatic, but like together in person. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, is this the end? Like, is this the end of like Mott's era? Like we're not gonna get that yeah. concert in person. I mean, at the end of the mens, which I like randomly woke up for, Namjoon was like, say goodbye to one era. so this is all we get for map of the soul i'm i'm kind of bummed out about it but on the flip side i feel like it could be kind of good to start fresh with something new like given everything like the underlying subtext of like what could have been and like what never materialized it could be just better to like keep it moving it just it just makes me so upset like the way I was looking forward to that concert, like, I know everybody was. There's no point in, like, harping on it again and again, but I kept thinking throughout the entire show, like, 
I can't imagine how this would be or I was trying to imagine what it would be like if I was actually experiencing it in person. And I'm like, this would be so different. Like the way I would be like reacting to this would be so different. Cause obviously I wouldn't be like sitting down, laying on my bed, like trying not to scream. Like I just envisioned having the time of my life at that concert and yeah. it just didn't happen. So. Yeah. There was, there were so many aspects of that concert. Like it would have been, at that time, the first one I wouldn't have had to travel to it would have been, like, in a city I was living in. I know for you, it would have been your first one, like, going down to Florida as well. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying this to, like, rub it in or just, but, like, we had really amazing seats. You would have been seeing that choreo, like, you would have been punched in the face by the sparkly gloves, like, one row back. I mean, hopefully not really, but, like... It would have been different. It it would have been a really different experience. I think, honestly, 2020 has been, like, a very rough year for me personally. I'm not going to go into one of my, like, sad girl monologues right now. But when I think about, like, my regrets from 2020 and, like, COVID, missing this concert in person will be one of the big ones. Yeah. Because it's not really just a concert for ARMY. It's, like, a feeling of togetherness. Like, I thought I was going to get off Twitter for the concert because I wanted to be, like, really present and focused on everything. And especially since we won't own a copy of it, I wanted to just be really focused on every second of it. And um, I ended up on Twitter anyway. But I think it wasn't because I wasn't focused. It was because I wanted to share that experience with others. I feel like my reactions to what's in front of me are validated. Um, And like Twitter is the best way to do that when you can't actually be together. Right. So. Um, Are we sharing any funny tweets? I think I kind of already did. There were a lot of hilarious tweets. um, Mostly just around like concert outfits or, you know, people reacting to the lyrics versus the choreo. Um, Yeah, I shared most of mine. Somebody was like, I know Namjoon didn't sign up to be my therapist, but he's doing a great job. Five star Yelp review. (laughs) I saw that one too. Actually, I did see a funny one. It was like, local man takes a break from being an atheist to thank God for his homies. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, (laughs) that will, yeah, that will do it for this week's episode of girls with fun we hope you enjoyed it we hope you enjoyed a fun weekend um hopefully you got to see mods one in some way i know some people cannot afford it but hopefully you caught a stream not that i'm endorsing like illegal activities but you know <laughs> it'll be like that sometimes so <laughs> um yeah <laughs> that'll do it any final thoughts not really just um yeah hope everyone enjoyed the concert i'm looking forward to our next conversation going back to what we talked about in the last episode about like genre limitations of k-pop etc um but it was good to take a little break and just obsess about the concert so it was bound to happen either way so we're just being authentic here yeah exactly (laughs)
So yeah, everyone take care of yourselves until next time. And hopefully we'll be back to our normal scheduled programming. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.